I'm Sarah Rose, and this is the Mind Body Academy podcast. I'm here to teach you how to think yourself slim. It's not brain surgery, and I promise you can do it too. Listen in to find out how. Hello, hello. How's everyone doing today? Today, we're really going to get into it. I have a topic prepared for you that I think so many of you are going to find helpful because of the way it's going to give you perspective on the way you think all the different people you have in your life think of you and the way you see yourself. What we're going to be talking about are other people's opinions. Now, this is something that comes up a lot when it comes to weight loss because Many people want to try to control and change so much about themselves because they want other people to have a certain opinion of them. We all do this, right? From what we do to how we dress to the way that we present ourselves, we try to control these things because of what we believe other people will think of us. We question ourselves a lot on the basis of what everyone will think. But I think it's hilarious because once we dig into exactly who this everyone is, it's usually just a handful of people or like our parents. (laughs) And I think it's actually a very useful exercise to make a list of the people whose opinions actually matter to you. Because here's what happens. What many of you do is you put other people's opinions above your own. And then you settle for what they've decided for you or about you instead of taking ownership of your decisions and deciding what you actually want or how you want to think about yourself. I was working with a client of mine recently who has a mother who her whole life was very controlling, especially when it came to her weight and what she ate. And this client had internalized a lot of her mother's opinions about her as her own, which led her to act very out of control around food. In my client's mind, it was her mother's fault that she was struggling so much with her weight. But what I was able to show her was that it was her own opinion of herself that was leading her to struggle. No one can tell you how to think about yourself. Not only that, and this might blow your mind a little, but no one can hurt your feelings. Most of us believe that other people's opinions can hurt us. But other people's opinions can't hurt us unless we believe what they're saying. One of the examples that I borrow from my coach and use with my clients based on this is if someone says to you, I hate your blue hair, really doesn't suit you, you look horrible. (laughs) That's probably not going to hurt you because you don't have blue hair. Well, I mean, probably, I'm guessing, but for the most part. (laughs) So you would not take it personally or take it on as something that you had all believed. On the other hand, if someone says to you, I don't like your body, you may take that personally because there might be a part of you that believes that too. A lot of us get very defensive when it feels like we're being called out or slighted. But when we look at what's going on underneath the hood, when we're feeling defensive, 
what we realize is this feeling arises around the places in our lives where we already believe we should be doing better but aren't the places where we believe we are coming up short in some way and quite often this is almost semi-conscious we're not really fully aware of that because when something feels like a shortcoming we tend to try not to think about it too much when i was starting out in my business My mom was definitely not a super fan of my decision to leave university and to get into coaching and to follow this unconventional educational path. And I would get very defensive around her. And I think if you would have told me that it was because a part of me believed her doubts too, I would have been like, no, no, (laughs) there's no way. I totally disagree. But deep down, of course, I shared some of her doubts. Doubting is part of the deal when you're starting out in anything, when you're taking on any challenge in life. But when we feel shame about something or we're not really proud, we don't usually have these thoughts consciously. We don't want to admit them consciously to ourselves. When you feel strong in your own opinion of yourself or in your own opinion of something, then you don't have to get mad or really care when someone else doesn't think the same way that you do. You don't have to justify yourself. So when you feel defensive, that's your cue to get curious. What are you feeling so defensive about? Where is that coming from? We think we're getting defensive because that other person is wrong. But really, we get defensive When we're afraid, another person could be right. When we have our own back for our opinion, we can disagree with someone without getting defensive. If someone were to call us out, we might find that funny or interesting or weird. We wouldn't be so personally offended. Other people's opinions tell us much more about them than they do about us. They can be pointing their commentary at us and saying like, you, 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 you. But it always circles back to their own belief systems, to their own experience. They might not like your face because you remind them of their (laughs) mother-in-law or someone like that, right? Things that you can't always control. You don't know why they think what they think about you. But if we notice ourselves get defensive and we know that the real reason is that low-key we're worrying that they could be right, then why don't we just agree when they make their comment instead of getting defensive? The reason is because we have shame. Think about it. Often it's because we don't want to keep thinking that thought about ourselves. Maybe we're working on releasing that worry or doubt or insecurity. Maybe we don't want to fully admit what they're saying to ourselves. So if someone points out your weight to you or something that you have some shame around, you don't have to feel negative about that. And if you do, you have to recognize that it's because you're shaming yourself about what's being pointed out. 
Defensiveness is this protective reflex we have when someone spots something that feels painful or vulnerable to us. It can feel like we're standing up for ourselves, but we're not. We're just reacting to our own internalized version of what they said. You're only going to be defensive to the extent that you don't have your own back. Of course, this does not mean that you should let people speak to you any which way. You can 100% decide how you want to be spoken to and set healthy communication boundaries. But if people don't speak to you the way that you want to be spoken to or have mean things to say, you don't have to let that get through to you. Between what someone says and what you feel about what they said is what you decide to make what they said mean. Let me repeat that for emphasis. Between what someone says and what you feel is what you decide to make what they said mean. You get to decide. And you can look for the kernel of truth in what they're saying. I often think about this story that my coach Brooke Castillo shared one time on her podcast. I might get some of the facts about it mixed up, but the way I remember it, someone reached out to her to tell her that this woman was going around and saying all these nasty, snarky things about her behind her back. And then Brooke sat down and wrote this whole long-winded response defending herself. But before sending her reply, she kind of sat back for a moment before deleting the whole thing. And instead, she just wrote back, it's all true and hit send. I love that story because it's illustrative of something I really reinforce with my clients, which is that agreement is one of the strongest forces in the human personality. We tend to want to resist our negative thinking and resist other people's negative comments, but what we resist persists. When we can just agree, we overcome all of that resistance. I call it mental Aikido. You use the force of the thing against itself. So when someone calls you out, let's say they call you lazy, you can just agree that sometimes you are lazy, even though other times you aren't. Or you could be like, I don't think that, but I agree that you could see it that way. The conversation has nowhere else to go once you're both agreeing. It's so freeing to let other people have their own opinions and to let people disagree with you or not like you. (laughs) It's such a better place to be than caught up in trying to change everybody and what they think about you. Then you can just relax. It's exhausting to be in the energy of convincing someone. You have nothing to prove other than to yourself. And you get to decide what you want to prove to yourself. You get to decide what your opinions are of yourself and anything else. Just like everyone else is entitled to the way they want to see things. When you take offense to someone else's opinion, and you can own that you're the one doing the shaming in your own mind, you don't need to try and manipulate anyone else's opinion of you by getting defensive or changing the thing that they have an opinion about. No matter what you change, 
you still can't control what another person thinks of you. I think we all need to be reminded of this. We think we can control whether people like us or not, or whether they'll be proud or happy with us, or whether they think we're pretty smart, successful. But you can never really know what someone is thinking, even if they tell you. (laughs) Someone can tell you that they think you're the best thing since sliced bread, but you don't actually know what they're thinking. You can't read their mind. And people can change their minds about you. They often do, (laughs) very quickly. When you work through your own shame, then you can decide what you want your opinion to be. What would be a useful way of thinking about that thing that you're having all this shame about? Once you process the shame, feel it all the way through, issues that felt like such a big deal in your brain can often start to appear teeny tiny with some perspective, or at least workable. Shame is just a magnifying glass. When we filter other people's opinions through the lens of shame, we always experience what they are saying as destructive, right? It like burns a hole in our soul when someone shines the light on something that feels vulnerable to us. But when you remove the shame, other people's opinions can actually be really constructive. There's so much we don't know we don't know about ourselves, like how we are being perceived or how we're performing, how we're relating to other people. When we are open and curious, we can take everything in as information. It's all just information. We get to decide what we do with it, whether we take it or leave it, whether we use it to better ourselves or to tear ourselves down. Or maybe just to get curious about the other person, like, hmm, what is it about them that they're so preoccupied with me? What might be going on with them? Why might they be saying this? Getting really curious about the other person instead of really focusing on ourselves and taking it so personal. No matter what you do, you are going to be criticized. So you might as well not be criticizing yourself too. (laughs) You might as well make decisions that you feel good about and that you can stand behind. In order to earn other people's respect, you have to respect yourself and respect yourself through the decisions you make for yourself. It doesn't matter how amazing a person is. It doesn't matter what they've done in the world. There are haters. Mother Teresa had haters. Mother friggin' Teresa. (laughs) I think it was Tim Ferriss who said, if you're trying to be liked by everybody, you'll be loved by nobody. And what he meant by this is that it's a question of authenticity. You're not going to really put yourself out there and show people who you truly are if you fear being criticized. You're going to edit yourself down. And when you do that, you don't give people the opportunity to fall in love with all of who you are and to become super fans and supporters. It won't matter how many people's approval you have if you don't have your own. Sometimes we make decisions in order to make other people happy so that they'll think a certain way of us, then we feel miserable inside. You get to decide everything about yourself. 
and then everyone else is entitled to their own opinion. Even if they don't like what you decided, it's not your job to make them like what you decided. It's your job to make sure you like what you decided. And I like to believe that anyone who doesn't like me or my career or the things that I've decided for myself that I do stand behind, that those people are just confused (laughs) and I move on. I'd rather be someone I like than change myself so that I can be someone they like. My opinion of myself comes first. And if it works up to both opinions matching up, even better. And sometimes those things only line up after some time has passed. But the more you like your opinion of yourself, the more you like the opinions that you have, the more you create the context for connection that moves beyond whatever anyone else thinks. So remember, criticism in and of itself is not painful. It's when somebody has a critical opinion of us and we take it on and we believe it and we make it mean something about ourselves that that criticism hurts. Otherwise, it's all just sound and air and words strung together. It means nothing in and of itself. It means whatever you decide. You have the power of interpretation. So get clear on what you want. On what you want to think about yourself. And on the life you actually want. And then get out there and take action on whatever you decide. Your opinion matters most. Because you need you more than anyone else. I'll talk to you again next week. Take care for now. Hey you, yes you, are you ready to overcome your struggle with weight once and for all? I want to invite you to join my program, Think Yourself Slim, where you'll learn that losing weight won't solve your problem. Your problem is what's causing the weight gain. I'll help you train your brain to solve the cause, the hardest part, so you can lose the weight the way you plan on living it. Just head over to www.mindbody.academy slash start now and let's start a transformation today.